Welcome to the Hope Elam Podcast. We are a diverse church in the heart of Des Moines, seeking to bring God's kingdom as we live more like Jesus. We hope that what you're about to hear points you to Jesus Christ. Know that we're praying for you and look forward to connecting with you soon. Good morning, Hope Elam. Good morning, good morning, good morning. First thing I want to do is say welcome and introduce myself. So if there is someone who does not know who I am, I am Minister Bonnie Williams, and it is a a privilege to be able to preach the Word of God today. Amen? Listen, um, let let me just say this. When I was in prayer over this message and as I woke up this morning, uh, this is a question that I have. What, what did you come here for today? So when we, when we come into the house of God, what I need you to understand is that when they lift up the name of God, God who can do anything is here. So when we came to the house of God today, what do you need from him today? What, why are you here? I, I, I can answer and tell you this. I need God. I need God to speak to me. I need God to work in and through me. So I don't know about what y'all came here for, but I'm here to tell you that I'm here because I need God. Amen? Amen. Won't he do it? I, I don't know if anybody's in the house that has ever had God do something for you, but I'm telling you, won't he do it? I don't know what needs you have. I don't know what you've been praying about. I don't know what it is that God has for you next, but I'm just here to tell you that the atmosphere is set for God to be able to do what God can do. The question is, are you ready for it? So listen, as you know that we are in a new series, it is a church after God's own heart. And we are doing what's called a 10 for 10, which is all across the Hope campuses. It's, it's, it's 10 goals in 10 years. And the one that we're going to be talking about today is the goal of being a world changer. Let us pray. Father God, I just simply say, have your way. Remove me out of the way, Father God. Faith is in the room. Who are we to deny what you can do, Father God? Move have your way. Let us be the church. Let us come with a a great expectation, Father God, so that you can be who you are. All the glory belongs to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Did you know that God uses ordinary people to change the world? I'm here to tell you that in Hebrews chapter 11, there is a list of people that God has put there for us. And let me tell you, their lives are far from perfect. They are flawed in many ways, but yet God used them to change the world. They didn't make the list because they were great people or that they had this amazing talent or opportunities or status. No, they made the list because of their faith in what God can do. 
And you know what? These winners in God's eyes, Felita, they didn't, uh, they didn't get accolades. They didn't necessarily get medals. Can I tell you what they got? They got battle wounds. They got scars. They, they even at times went through betrayal. But in this particular chapter, there is no mention of their sin. And believe me, they were sinners just like you and I. Can I tell you about Abraham? Abraham was a big, fat liar. <laughs> I know we don't got no liars in the room, so maybe you don't identify with that. But I will tell you that when I was a kid growing up, I was an amazing, amazing liar. I was able to get out of any situation at any time. Sarah, who is in this chapter, she had the audacity to laugh at God and at his promises. But interestingly enough, not one word of their failures. Why? Because they were forgiven. Can I tell you right now that when God uses ordinary people, when God uses folk like you, and when God uses folk like me, I can't speak for you, but I need a second chance. I need a third chance. I need a fourth chance. Why? Can I tell you something? Because he's not done with you yet. I am so glad that he is not done with me yet. And can I tell you this? He writes the story. Every chapter of your life, he is the author. He is the finisher. And so I'm here to tell you, hold on, because he's not finished with you yet. I needed that encouragement. I don't know about you. One of the things that I want you to understand is that when God looked at them, he did not look at them for what they became. He looked at them for where they were going. Amen? All right. So when God looks at you, can I tell you that he sees a work in progress? Huh? It is so easy for us to get focused on our flaws, focused on our weaknesses, focused on our shortcomings. And there's nothing wrong with every once in a while looking at those things because it keeps us humbled. It's not a bad thing. But I want you to look at this quote. God doesn't just see you for what you are in the moment. He sees you for what you are going to become. Just as he saw the potential in every single one of the folks in Hebrews chapter 11, I'm telling you right now, he sees the potential in every single one of you. And why does he do that? Why does he see the potential? Because he needs us to change the world. And so he's got to know, you got to know, I got to know that we can change the world and we can be used for his glory. Amen? Let's take a look at the purpose of this message today. It is to remind God's people that Jesus is calling us into a personal relationship with him. That's first. Second, it results in producing good works with eternal rewards. As if our salvation, as if our eternal life was not enough. God in his goodness says that when you do what I ask you to do, I am going to reward you in addition to that. Come on now. Woo. God is good today, Nancy. By faith, God is asking us to use our time, talents, and treasure to meet the needs of others, and then he rewards us for our faithfulness. So what is our text going to help us with today? Well, let's take a look. 
we are going to go ahead and walk through the ABCs, the three steps that we can take to move forward if we choose to partner with God to become world changers. It kind of sounds like a song that I know. Anybody know Michael Jackson's song? ABC. It's easy as one, two, three. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. So let's take a look at the ABCs of our message today. Number one, answer the call. Amen? Number two, B, be faithful stewards of your time, talent, and treasure. And number C, can you and I live by faith? Yes, we can. Yes, we can. I don't know about you, but I cannot live this life. I cannot do what God has called me to do if it was not for my faith. So when I hear it says, can we live by faith? Oh, you had better believe, sister and brother. Yes, I can. Because I don't rely on what God or what man gives to me. I got to rely on what God gives to me. The Bible says, what, what can man do for me? Everything that I need. Everything that I need. Everything that you all need to be able to do what God has called you to do, it is found in him. Oh yeah, God's on fire today. You better hold on. I'm going to read the scripture today, and I just want you to listen with your heart. I'm not putting it up on the screen. Listen with your heart. Then these righteous ones will reply, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink, or a stranger and show you hospitality, or naked and give you clothing? When did we ever see you sick or in prison and visit you? And King Jesus will say, I tell you the truth, if you did it unto the least of these, my brothers and my sisters, you were doing it to me. Everything that we do, everything that we do, it is as if we are doing it unto the Lord Jesus. It matters. Let's take a look at our first step. We got to answer the call, y'all. Did I just say that? Yeah, I did. Answer the call, y'all. That was kind of fun. There is a two-fold call of God on our lives. You need to understand that first and foremost, he calls us into relationship with him. We've got to be able to come into relationship with Jesus Christ before we will ever be able to allow him to transform our heart so that we will think like him and act like him, which will result in walking like him. Why do I tell you that? Because in verse 37, it says, these righteous ones will reply to Jesus. Who are the righteous ones? They are his sheep. They will know his voice and they will follow him. So the men, the women who are called the righteous, the first thing is they have repented and received Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Can I tell y'all, all y'all, all, all of us have fallen short of the glory of God. Every single one of us in this room, the Bible says that we are sinners and we are in need of God's salvation. And can I tell you that we cannot do anything to save ourselves. The salvation only comes from a result of God's grace. Look at what the scripture says. It says, God saved you by his grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things that we have done so that none of us can boast about it. None of us. It is a free gift. 
We have to come and stand in the light of God's law. The Ten Commandments. I struggled for years when I first came to church, and I didn't understand. My heart must have been hardened to the point where I didn't understand what it meant that I was a sinner in need of God's grace until I was in my garage one night. Glory be to God. That God never stopped chasing me. That God never stopped wanting me to know the truth. And I was listening to a message called Hell's Best Kept Secret. And the gentleman teaching, he said, listen, he said, if you want to understand to the fullness, he said, uh, of the righteousness of God and why you need him, he said, stand and drop the fig leaves of righteousness and look at God's law. And he just began to call them out. You shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, soul, and mind. And you shall, you shall unto the second, love your neighbor as yourself. Thou shalt not lie. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shall not covet. And he went on and on and on. And can I tell you, by, by the time it got done, I literally, literally could not open up my eyes because I had cried so hard at the realization of my need to repent and ask Jesus Christ to come into my life. There is absolutely nothing we can do to offer up to God that will get us to a place where he calls us righteous except Jesus. He says, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. And you can only come to Jesus but through me. Take a look at this scripture. God made him, Jesus, who had no sin, to be sin for us so that in him we might become the what? So that we might become the what? Do you know what that means? It means that when we ask God to forgive our sins, that what he does is he makes us right with God. That's where we're justified. It is as just as if I'd never sinned. I don't know about you, but that's lovely. It is just as if I've never sinned. And I have made the righteousness of God. So once we have answered the first call, once we've come into relationship with Jesus Christ and he makes our heart his home, then there's a second call. Can y'all say that with me? Second call. Let's take a look. As believers, we are created for good works. We are his workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus for what? Good works. I don't, is there any way to get around that? That's what the word says. We are created for what? Yeah. Which God prepared for us beforehand that we should walk in them. Can, can I tell you, the relationship with God is a journey. So when we come to God and we, we accept the Lord Jesus Christ, we're still babes in, in Christ. And as we walk with him and as we talk with him and as we make him our own, okay, then God is able to do the work in our hearts because here's the thing. Before we come to the Lord Jesus Christ, our hearts do not want to have anything to do with the things of God. Our heart wants to be all about me, myself, and I. Me, 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 me. Yeah, I said it. And what happens is, is that when Jesus comes in, when he comes in and he makes our heart his home, then what happens is, is he now has the power to give us his mind, right? And his will. So all of a sudden, we start finding ourselves wanting to live differently, walk differently, talk differently, act differently. Come on in the house. Yeah. Please hear me. 
While there is nothing at all that we could ever do to earn our salvation, please hear me, it is a free gift of God. It is God's intention that our salvation results in acts of service. We saw it in the scripture, right? Because we're not saved merely for ourselves. God says, I need you to be the bridge. I need you to go out and be the blessing. We need to be able to go out and do what God calls us to do. Why? Because love makes the difference. For God so loved the world that he gave his, his, his only begotten son that whosoever would believe in him shall not perish. Love makes the difference. Let's see what Jesus Christ says to us. Now, when this goes up here, please don't shoot the messenger. This is Jesus talking. <laughs> okay? This is Jesus talking. He says, my command is this. Love each other. Ooh, ooh, who's each other? Look at your neighbor. Look at your neighbor. Yeah. Love each other as I have loved you. C can I ask you this? Um, I don't think that it says my idea is this. Did Jesus say, I think my idea is this. He didn't say my suggestion is this. Oh, Nancy, my ask is this. No. What he said to us is my command is this. And when God gives us a command, okay, a command requires obedience. Anybody here in the Army? Anybody here in the Navy? Anybody, anybody in the Armed Forces? You know that if you're a general, if somebody comes and tells you, I want you to do something, they are giving you a, a command. And in that command, what are they expecting you to be? That's right. What do they do? Yes. Is it left or right hand? Okay. Yes, sir. Almost got it right. <laughs> what God is saying is, is that he does not want us to deceive ourselves. Do you know that the word says, do not only be hearers of the word, but you must be doers of the word, lest you be deceived. What God is saying is don't lie to yourself. <laughs> God wants you to be authentic. He wants you to be genuine. He wants you to know who you are and whose you are. So he needs us to be real. Can we get real? And here's the thing. You know on that journey that I talked about? What I absolutely love is that when God saves us and he begins to work on healing us and providing for us and we begin to experience his goodness and his faithfulness, can I tell you what happens? Your heart gets to a point where it's at overflow. <laughs> when, when you're in the world, your heart isn't on overflow for other folk. You'd be like, you better get yours. Huh, come on now. I know somebody in the house. You, you know what I'm talking about. You better get yours because I'm getting mine. But, but when we're Christians and Christ comes in and he begins to walk with us and talk with us and show us who he is and he's faithful, all of a sudden we're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I, I'm, I, I want to be able to do something for my neighbor. Oh, that's, that's, woo, what's going on there? Because we're beginning to get a heart like Jesus. And God begins to change us, amen? All right. So let's take a look. What I want you to hear is this. In this particular text, what I love about it is that the list that King Jesus gives us to do for others, it's not rocket science. What he wants us to know and understand is that these practical ways to love our neighbor was very real when that text was written in that time. And it's very real now. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a look at it together. This is just preceding our text. 
okay? Then the king, King Jesus, will say to those on his right, those are the righteous, those are the sheep, those are the, that's the church. Come, you who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you fed me. I was thirsty, and you gave me a drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me into your home. I was naked, and you gave me clothing. I was sick, and you cared for me. I was in prison, and you visited me. I'm just going to go ahead and take a poll, and y'all better work with me, or I'll make you ask again. So work with me, okay? Can y'all give somebody a drink? Raise your hand. I ought to see everybody's hand up. Everybody. Can you feed somebody? Deshaun, now, I'm just asking a question now, bruh. Now, if you, if you got a ham sandwich, and it's looking good, and I come and his sister, and I say, hey, I, I'm hungry. Okay, that's what I'm talking about. Can you show hospitality to strangers? Can you, can you greet somebody that walks through the door of this church who you don't know? And can you let them feel loved and welcome? Yeah. How about clothing? Anybody here ever dropped off some clothes to a Goodwill or saw somebody that, that oh, come on, I love it, I love it. Come on, raise them up. Yeah. One of the things that I love here is Crystal, who is our administrator. She's the gal that sits out there. So many times I will be out and about in the building and she's running wherever. And I said, Crystal, what are you doing? And she's like, somebody out here needs socks. Somebody out here needs a hat. Somebody out here needs gloves. Somebody out here needs. And she is always looking for the opportunity to be able to give somebody what they need. Amen. He says, care for the sick. Care for those who, who can't care for themselves. And visit those in prison. I don't know if anybody you have ever experienced somebody that you love go to prison, but I'm telling you what, that it is no joke. And, and, and the prison and the prison system could care less about seeing that the person that you love or that you care for would ever have an opportunity to be able to have another chance. I went through it with my daughter. She did break the law. She did do what she shouldn't have done. She did go and pay the price. But can I tell you, when I went to visit her in prison... And I saw what I saw. I did everything that I could, sis, to make sure that she understood and knew that it didn't matter what she had done. It didn't matter what she had done. God was able to see where she was going. Be that bridge. Be that blessing. Let somebody know that they are not given up on. And here's what I want you to hear. Hear me well. Do not underestimate the good works that you are doing because God is working through each and every one of them every day for eternal impact. He sees you. He sees you. If nobody else sees you, when I, when I did nursing home ministry for 10 years, Nobody saw me go into the building. Nobody saw me preach the gospel. Nobody saw me take, take communion in there. Nobody saw me sit, sit until they took their last breath. Nobody saw that. Can I tell you who did? The only person that matters as to seeing you and seeing what it is that you are doing for the glory of God is God. 
because he sees you, he's going to reward you. This particular passage is talking about to the extent that we do it to the least of these. God is saying your eternal salvation is given. That's a gift. But understand that as you walk with God and you grow with God and you're willing to give your hands and feet and your money and all that you got and serve God, he's saying it is not in vain that he sees you. So can I tell you, when you give somebody a hug, eternal impact. When you send a card, eternal impact. When you greet somebody at the door, eternal impact. When you cook a meal, eternal impact. When you're on the production booth, an eternal impact. When you sing a song, eternal impact. Do you all get it? Yeah. Jesus has given this day, hear me, our first call, answer the call. Today is the day of salvation. If there is anybody in the house today that you have not repented in the sight of God and accepted the Lord Jesus Christ, that is your first call. Don't live here today when he is saying today is the day. The second call, if you are in Christ, I don't know who this is for, but when I was preparing the word, he said, you better tell somebody, they better step into it. They better step into it. Do you know why I say that? You all have, and I am being as transparent as I possibly can. If there's anybody that, would ever, that you would ever look at that would feel the most unworthy to preach the gospel, it's me. The most unqualified to preach the gospel, it's me. This, this girl didn't even, I finished ninth grade. I got a GED. Of all of the mistakes and everything that I've done, so I'm here to tell you, I don't know who it is. I don't know what it is that God is saying to you. I have equipped you. I have, I, I'm asking you to do this, to bless the kingdom of God. I'm telling you right now, step into it. So the second step to becoming world changers is B, we got to be good and faithful stewards of our time, talent, and treasure. What am I talking about? Here's the thing. Being a steward means that it's being responsible for something that doesn't belong to you. That's a steward. You don't own it. You are stewarding it. Can I tell you what the scripture says? Go ahead and take a look. Know that the Lord himself is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. Anybody here make yourself? I hope not. Yeah. We are his people, and we are the sheep of his pasture. Can I tell you that everything that you have, everything, time, talent, and treasure, none of it belongs to you. It all belongs to him. He owns it. He lets us steward it. Let's take a look. Rick Warren says, time is your most precious gift because you only have a set amount of it. All we have to do is look around in our world and look right to Perry, Iowa. to know that that is the truth. We are not given the day nor the hour that God will call us out of this earth. We only have a set amount of time. And how you spend your time matters. God, God wants us to enjoy life. He wants us to go to the movies, take trips. He wants us to, to, to play video games. He, he doesn't mind any of that. What, what, what he does mind is that we put all of that before him. If I were to ask you what you've done with your time in the last week, 168 hours. 
Have you spent time loving him? Have you spent time praying? Have you spent time reading your word? Have you spent time serving somebody else in need, whether it be in your home, whether it be here at church, whether it be out in the community? What have you done with 168 hours that God has given you? I'm not here, not trying to beat you up. (laughs) I'm just here to tell you, our time here on earth is a gift And it's from God, and he wants us to balance that, and he wants us to use it for his glory so that we can do the things that God is calling us to do. All right? Amen? Amen. God knows that when we serve people, it takes time. (laughs) But I'm going to tell you, he gives it to us so that we can do it. Amen? Let's take a look. Let's look at our talent. Every single one of us in this room has been given a gift, a talent, Something that we can be used for the glory of God. And it's all different. Every single one of us has different gifts and talents. And God says, I want to use you. For one, it's a singer. For one, it's production. Uh, When I'm back there and I'm looking at all that stuff, I I crack up laughing because I'm like, don't ask me to touch one button uh, because you you would be in trouble. And definitely don't ask to ask my mouth and sing. Kiana, please don't. (laughs) Please don't. I mean, I can come up here and be like this. But I, I cannot sing. So every single one of us, God is saying, listen, we're all amazing. Look at your neighbor and say, you know what? You're amazing. Yeah. Do you want to know why you ought to, you ought to know that? Because God made you. God created you. And your mind and your intellect and the way that you look, everything, everything is unique. Everything. And God is saying whatever it is that he's given you, skills, abilities, varied talent, Social positions, education, whatever it may be, he said, I'm telling you, I will use it for my purpose. Look at the scripture. As each has received a gift, he's telling you right there, as what? As each has received. If you are in the family of God or even out, if you have not accepted, you still have these gifts. Can I tell you why? The scripture says that the gifts and talents that he's given you is without repentance. Do y'all know what that means? It means that whether or not you ever use all that God has given you, he's given it to you without repentance. That means he's not going to take it. But I'm going to tell you this, when you stand before God and he asks you what you did with what he gave you, I will guarantee you that what you want to hear is well done, my good and faithful servant. Becoming a world changer is not rocket science. The list that God gave us in that scripture is meeting the needs. It is something that every one of us can do. It's humble tasks. Do you need a drink of water? You bet. In fact, can I tell you this? The Bible says that if any one of you were to bring just a sip of water to someone who is carrying the gospel, that your life will be blessed because of the fact that God sent us into the world, right, to share the gospel So when your heart is transformed, I promise you that the things that he's asking you to do, you'll want to do. All right? Let's take a look at our treasure. Uh Uh-oh. We're getting ready to talk about money. Money, money, money. (laughs) The money that God has given us, it comes from him. I don't care how much you got. I don't care what that checkbook looks like. I don't care what it is. It's all his. Now, he gives it to us to steward, right? And he wants us to be able to take care of ourselves, but he also wants us to be able to use it for the benefit of the kingdom. So I'm just going to stop right here at tithing. Remember how our faith walk is a journey? Remember? 
when I first came into Christ and the first time that the church was like, okay, you need to write us a check, I said, oh, he- heck no. <laughs> what? What you mean give you money? No, bruh, no, no, no. You, you, go, you go do you, boo-boo. I, I got me. But what happened was is that as Christ was transforming my heart and he was teaching me, right, about that everything is his and that the Bible says that just like the small boy, right, with the fish and the loaves, that when he handed it over to Jesus, how do we know that that wasn't the only food that he had for days? But when he handed it over, Jesus Christ said, listen, because of your faith, I'm going to lift it up. When you're in a situation and you're in need and you've done what God has called you to do, he will lift you up. When you become obedient, what happens is the Bible says the law of reciprocity takes over. Oh, he's so good. He's so good. He says that whatever we sow, we reap. So when you give, he says, listen, I'm going to give back to you 30, 60, 100 fold. So if you are walking with God, like they said, you know, we, we walk by faith, right? We're walking with God and we're doing what God has called us to do. And all of a sudden you notice that you are getting a, a raise or you are getting a, a, a promotion or, or folks are sending you checks or whatever it may be. Do you want to know who that came from? Here's the scripture. Each one must give as he has decided to give in his heart. Not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. Don't give it if your heart posture is not cheerful and entrusting with God. He would rather you keep it. As God is able to make all grace abound to you, having all sufficiency in all things at all times. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Can we just stomp on that one? Can we just stomp? Can we? All things, at all times, at all things. Do you know what that's telling you? God's got you. God's got you. Huh? Can y'all, y'all, you, I, I know what it is. Y'all want to stomp with me. I got it. I get it. Here we go. We ready? On the count of three, we're going to say God's got me, and I want to see a stomp up in here. You ready? On three. One, two, three. God's got me. Woo, doesn't that feel good? Woo. Here's your question. The question is not what or how much you have. The question is, what will you do with what you've been given? What will you do with what God has given you? I want you to listen to the scripture. I'm not pointing it up. You can thank the book of James for this one. Here we go. What good is it, my brothers and my sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds. Can such faith save them? Suppose a brother or a sister is without clothes and daily food, and if one of you says to them, oh, go in peace, keep warm and well-fed, but does absolutely nothing for their physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied with action, is dead. So, Our first step in becoming a world changer, answer the call. Come into relationship with Jesus Christ today if you do not know him as your Lord and Savior. And number two, if you are the righteous here, 
go ahead and step into that call. Step into that action that says, I want you to, to do things, good works, so that we can be a blessing and a bridge to whomever needs it. And I'm telling you right now, if you need prayer to ask God to help you with that, when we are done with service, God is here. And he will answer that prayer. I don't know about you, but I do not want to come to church and leave church without getting what God has for me. That's why we're here. God is too good. God is too big. God is too great for us to be able to walk in here and not leave with greater faith. So, we know that our second step, be good stewards. Over what? Time? Talent? And treasure. And the third one, the third step is the letter C, changing the world. Can you and I live by faith? Yes, we can. Why is faith? Because everything is by faith. Let's take a look. By faith, we can have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. He tells us that if we confess with our mouth, believe in our hearts, we shall be saved. By faith, we can answer the call to be obedient to his command. Love others as he has loved you. By faith, we can acknowledge that we have given three areas and to be stewards over it the way that God has called us to. And by faith, we cannot lose heart. By faith, we cannot become weary. By faith, we cannot give up. I don't know about you, but I'm telling you what, when you come into knowing Jesus Christ and he begins to put that call on you, can I tell you, it's heavy. Can we just talk about it? Can we just talk about it? We live in a physical body. And the, the polls on ministry, the people, oh, do we, can we just even, people? <laughs> come on, y'all. Is anybody going to be real with me today? People. All you got to do is look at the stories of what Jesus went through. And that's why he said, you got to love others the way that I loved you. Because I'm telling you what, the disciples were a straight up mess. They were a straight up mess. When he put on the servant's apron, he knew that one was going to betray him. He knew that all the other feet, all the other grimy, dirty, nasty feet who sat right there and had no problem doing this. You sure can. It's Jesus. But they still were in that place. I want you to serve me. And Jesus says, listen, we got to be able to know and understand that in this, in this walk with God, it is only by faith. And the, 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 the pouring, the constant pouring of God in our lives that allows us to be able to do what God has called us to do. And that is to love others. So here's my last question for you. Are you going to leave here today without receiving what God has for you? Did, did you come in here with the spirit of expectation? Are your ears open? Is your heart ready? Because I'm telling you, I'm telling you when I was preparing, he said, tell them I can do it. I can do it. As they get ready for worship, whether you want to come down while they're worshiping or whether you want to wait, please, if, if you want to come down, we're going to have prayer partners. What must I do to be saved? If you're at a place where you need prayer because you're, you're, you're not stepping into it or you need God to help you, come on down and get the prayer. But I'm here to tell you, we need each other to survive. Amen? So here's our last one. You ready? It's ABC. Answer the call. Be good stewards. And can you do it by faith? Yes, we 
can. so much for joining us. To find out more about Hope Elam, follow us on Instagram at hope.elam or visit our website at hope-elam.org.